Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Root Space Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today I have a new top 10 list to look at. I no longer do top 10 lists or top 30 lists or top 50 lists. I used to like to do that angle of things. Now it kind of bores me. Uh, not only am I not very good at that angle of things, um, all too often lists tend to be very much, here's a list, and we're not going to tell you why. We're not going to tell you why this guy is 7th and this guy is 10th instead of the other way around. But um, for people who like lists, here's another list. Today, it's from Prospects Live. Um, they're another one of the outfits, in case you're not familiar, along the lines of a Baseball America or a Baseball Prospectus or a Fangraphs. There are plenty of different people that think their opinion ought to be valued for one reason or another. And why I want you to take notice of is of the Cubs' top 10 prospects live draft pick, uh, um, prospects, top 10 ranked prospects. I didn't really see from prospects live, but I didn't look very hard, um, how they rank the Cubs across the gamut. Because if you have a ranking across the gamut, that seems more impressive or more telling than here are 10 names. They had 30 names. I wrote down the top 10. And I'm going to run through them. And on your own, I'll point it out, but on your own, take note of how many of these players have been recently acquired. Now, there's going to be one more thing I'm going to want you to take note of after. I'm not going to tell you that until after. So here are the top 10. Number one, really, 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 really not a surprise, Brennan Davis. He had been in good shape, uh, good standing with all the um, prospect assessing pools before he had his breakout in the Futures game hitting two home runs. He was well-respected before that. Now he's um, bordering on Uber Prospect, bordering on top 10 across the board. He's bordering on a whole bunch of stuff. And he's also in double-A still. So since he's still in double-A, he will not be in Wrigley for a while. Number one, Brennan Davis. Number two, Pete Crow Armstrong acquired in the Javier Baez trade. The Yankees, or the Mets traded Pete Crow Armstrong for two and a half months of Javier Baez. And Pete Crow Armstrong, per Prospects Live, is the Cubs' second best prospect. Might be a little bit lofty on PCA for me. Um... Before I put him there, I probably want to see him play after his collarbone injury. But um, there you go. Prospects Live has him number two. Some uh, very recently acquired. Number three, Ed Howard was a 2020 first round draft pick. He hasn't hit very much in Myrtle Beach. That 
is either drawing concern or drawing no concern from people, depending upon how much faith and weight and all that kind of stuff they put into, well, a high school kid playing against college guys. That's basically what it is, uh, at least a lot of the nights. I wouldn't have Ed Howard third. Prospects Live does. Number four, Kevin Alcantara acquired from the Yankees in the Anthony Rizzo trade. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Alcantara fourth, probably right about where I would put him. And based on what I said before, PCA and uh, Ed Howard probably be a bit lower than that, but whatever, you know, it's it's uh, people basing this and that on whatever they've seen. Christian Hernandez, fifth. He was signed by the Cubs this year, so that kind of makes him a recent acquisition. Fifth, probably about right in my book. I probably have him right about there. A couple guys above him, a couple guys below him, whichever. Um, number six, Reggie Preciado, acquired in the U Darvish trade. So, depending upon if you consider the U Darvish trade recent or not. Oh, no, it's not recent. It was last year. Yeah, really late December. However you want to look at it. Uh, Preciado, sixth. I think I would have him a bit higher. Replacing PCA or Ed Howard. Somewhere along those lines. Whatever, whichever. Something along those lines. Seven, Jordan Wicks, the Cubs First round draft pick in 2021. Surprised he's this high. Again, I don't know what uh, specifically they're basing it on. They don't show their homework on the uh, format that I was looking at. Jordan Wicks is a seven. That's impressive. That's very impressive for me. Eight, Braylon Marquez. Nine, Miguel Amaya. Two players that had been highly ranked, and have had very injury-marred years. They just haven't done much. Um, eight and nine, probably, with the upticks in the system. Sound about right. Number 10th, Alexander Canario, who came over in the Chris Bryant trade. So basically, the Bryant trade, the Rizzo trade, and the Baez trade all brought over top 10 Cubs draft picks on the Prospect Live list. And I haven't seen anything from Prospects Live. Maybe they will have this a bit later. Today they did the uh, NL Central team. So you can check to see how, how the Cardinals prospects are, how the Reds prospects are, whatever, whichever. Um, I'm focusing on the Cubs. And so the top 10, Brennan Davis, Pete Crow Armstrong, Ed Howard, Kevin Alcantara, Christian Fernandez, or Christian Hernandez, Reggie Preciado, Jordan Wicks, Raylan Marquez, Miguel Amaya, and Alexander Canario. Now, what I said there's going to be one other thing, and I wanted to, and this either matters or it doesn't, but I do think you should probably at least stow it somewhere in your mind. The Cubs have been horrible since the All-Star break. Horrible since the trade deadline. Absolutely pitiful since the trade deadline. 
Right now, the Cubs are sitting 10th. I say that as a very current statement. 478, 452 is the Cubs. 451 is the Rockies. 446, Nationals. 438, 430, 412. Those numbers don't sound necessarily that close, but are the Cubs going to win today against Corbin Burns with Jake Arrieta pitching? There's going to be a whole lot of games that the Cubs can lose because their starting pitching isn't there. There's going to be a number of games they're going to lose because Ian Happ is batting third. And there will be some games that they're going to lose. Somebody on the Facebook or Twitter or something overnight was saying, the Cubs bullpen, it was so good, now it's bad. Well, if winning 480, uh, 480, if playing 480 baseball was important for this year, the Cubs wouldn't have made nine trades. They made nine trades. They didn't care. Jed Hoyer does not care about 2021. Otherwise, he wouldn't have traded nine guys. He traded nine guys. He traded everybody that matters. He traded everybody that was a short-term piece. And because that, the Cubs are going to struggle. The Cubs are going to struggle. They are going to lose lots of games. And it doesn't take too long to drop from 452 down to 430. Twins are at 6th at 430. At four, uh, winning 43% of their games for the season, the Twins have the 6th draft pick. 430 gets you 6th in the draft. Cubs are only 22 points away from that. If the Cubs continue to tumble, I really don't see anything but that happening. If the Cubs continue to tumble, they will draft very early. 5th, 6th, 7th, whichever it is. Probably somewhere in that range, give or take. The Cubs will draft very early come next draft. And as you look at the top 10, Davis, Pete Crow Armstrong, Howard, Alcantara, Hernandez, Preciado, Wicks, Marquez, Amaya, Canario. Oh, by the way, Canario, he's moving up. He's He belongs higher than 10th. Um, what was I figuring out today? The OPS Plus. The OPS Plus is the player's on-base plus slugging, which is the basic stat that a lot of people live with. The OPS of a player divided by the OPS of the league he's in gives you a general look at how well the player is doing as compared to the league. The Midwest League, I still call it the Midwest League, so sue me. High, A, Central, whatever. Um, the OPS in that league this year is 720. Just like what? WGN, 720. Reggie Preciado, uh, 
Alexander Canario. Since Alexander Canario came to the Cubs, his OPS is 1.025. That means his OPS plus in the high A central is 142, which means he is 42% better than the average player in the Midwest League offensively. Let's toss in that he's played a whole lot better than I dreamt. I, I When I was reading about Canario, I kept reading um, really not very good defensively, don't expect anything, there's nothing here. You can play him in either corner spot, but don't really expect much. That's what I read when I was doing my bit of homework. He's better than that defensively. So if you have a guy who's 142 as his OPS plus in high A central, and he's actually playing a good right field and has a strong arm, uh, that kind of screams this guy could platoon with Greg Deitman fairly well, or he could start and... There's a whole lot of dreaming going on, especially if you saw that home run he hit last night in Fort Wayne. Um, the Cubs' prospects are going to continue to develop. Many of them are still at the very low levels. That said, more than in the previous rebuild, retool, whatever the heck you want to call 2012 to 14, whatever you want to call them now. The Cubs have talent at the top levels now. Brennan Davis, double A. Dykeman actually in the majors. They have talent toward the upper left, or at least they will next year. Not so much this year, but next year they're going to be a whole lot more balanced than they are this year. Next year, if you decide, I don't really want to listen to the Cubs games a whole lot, I want to listen to the minor league pipeline, you're going to be able to listen to a team at pretty much any level that's worth listening to on any given night. Might not get a perfectly pitched ball game. You might not have team score seven runs, but they'll be fun to listen to. <sighs> Prospects Live ten top, uh, top 10 in their top 30 Mine would be a bit different, but I it, it's interesting taking in other people's opinions. And again, looking at the current standings, the Cubs are going to be getting more talent next cycle around. Um, I'll probably look at these as they get posted on... Uh, on the Twitters. I'm not going to seek them out necessarily. Um, if you have any comments on their order, feel free to chime in with them. A couple nights ago, somebody had a podcast and I decided I would call in a really, 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 really stupid, annoying, dumb, horrible question. And it went over fairly well, apparently. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't banned from listening or uh, d didn't get blocked on Twitter or anything. If you, if you guys have any questions like, you know, how is it that they have somebody over somebody, fire away. Seeing Jordan Wicks at seven 
is kind of stunning to me. I don't know. I I would not expect him to be that high. But no, Davis, Pete Crow Armstrong, Howard Alcantara, Hernandez, Preciado, Wicks, Marquez, Amaya, Canario. That's Prospect Live's top ten. I'd kind of like to know where Prospect Live, Prospects Live has the Cubs system. I really think it's hard anymore with the trades, with the quality that they brought in in pretty much every trade they made to have the Cubs ranked any lower than 10. And since nobody's graduating, maybe Dykeman will graduate before the season ends. Maybe. Probably. But other than that, who's who's got... Who's going to graduate? Other, um, is it Kansas City? Kansas City is going to have a pitcher graduate in about 10 days, and the Cubs will be higher up the board for that having happened. Because whenever someone graduates from a team's top 30 on the Fangraphs list, that team tumbles, at least if the player is worth bragging about. And was it Kansas City or was it... No, it was Detroit. Detroit's going to have a guy... um, One of their pitchers. And his name is escaping my mind right now, but he's like about 10 days from graduating. And... I have another thing I want to say about the... bottom feeders list, but I'll save that for another podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Looks like a beautiful day outside on a Wednesday. Um, Be safe, be nice to others, and whether it's the Chicago Cubs game or a game in the Chicago Cubs pipeline, enjoy some baseball tonight.